Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's, What's up, up team? team? That was so bad. It's great. Now, see, I thought we did it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't recording. Though. I didn't realize they were rehearsals. Yeah, those are rehearsals. Um, oh, okay. so, so, ladies and gentlemen of the ADHD Essentials audience, as you know, uh, this is a rough cut when I don't edit anything. So you'll get to listen to all that insanity just now. Um, and it is day two of the International Conference on ADHD. I have with me William Kerb, Carolyn Parcells, Kate Barrett, Jonathan Hassel, and Lolly Weeks to talk about the ADHD Essentials Conference. We're going to go around the horn. Hopefully, Dude, I don't. It's not the ADHD Essentials Conference. Oh, that's, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I love how you want it to be all about oh, you. Yeah, don't yeah. I, really don't. I think it should be. I really don't. I mean, it is the essentials, though, if you think about it. Like, it that's is. true. It is. Um, so all, all the vendors invoice Brendan. <laughs> yeah, right. But please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I'll be back Check support, in 10 minutes. Brendan Mahan. <laughs> I don't think you want that job this Although year. Although I've already been hit up to help organize it for next year, so. That's a thing. Good, that good. He's on the committee now. I, I'm not, Are you? Did we I'm get like, you? Did we suck you in? Tamara asked me. Of course she got me. Like, that's how it works when she yes. asked me through stuff. Yes, Tamara. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'll be I'll be helping out. I don't know what that looks like yet, but but yeah. It can look um, like whatever you want it to. That's the beauty of being on the committee. Oh, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's way too much excitement happening. All right. The there's some right evil now. planning in someone's head. <laughs> it's say, really unfortunate that the, your audience can't see Zoom right now because <laughs> Carolyn is looking really scary. <laughs> um, all for, right. For those who are listening at home, I am giving an evil stare while evilly uh, tapping my finger. That would be yes. Um, so here's how this works. Everyone is going to just share their reflections on the conference. Um, what I screwed up last time last night was I didn't do a good job of encouraging people to introduce themselves. So like half of the people introduced themselves after they talked about whatever they wanted to talk about. So introduce yourself and I will do my best to remember to say to everyone before I start you off that you should introduce yourself. Um, so we're going to start with Will. Will, don't forget to introduce yourself, <laughs> and we'll go from there. All right. I'm Will Kerb. I run the podcast Hacking Your ADHD, which is part of this whole network that Brendan's on uh, with ADHD Essentials. So conference today for me was a series of me not being able to read the schedule uh, because it displays the time in East Coast time where it's being done, and then later it shows, here's your local time. So I kept reading this is East Coast time. I'm going, okay, this is when this is happening. And then forgetting to look at when it was actually happening for me. So uh, that was a little frustrating to try and be like, okay, that's not happening. And 
it was also uh, had to go for a blood draw today. And I was like, oh, I'll just time that for the lunch break, which I assumed was at the same time as it was on Thursday. It was not. So I just missed an hour in the middle, but gave me a chance to listen to the rough cut from yesterday. So I got filled in from then. Yay. Um, and even if I didn't go, get to go to everything I wanted to go to, I still got to see a lot of cool things. And I do know that everything's recorded, so I can kind of watch back on things. Or Honestly, I'll pretend I'm going to watch back on things and like put it on my to-do list. And I probably will watch like half of what I intend to, if I get to half of it. <laughs> um, today was great. Um, and not specifically take away from this, but what I've been thinking a lot about today while I was going through my things is so what Brendan says a lot is, you know, hey, we're going through this global trauma event, kind of give yourself a break. And I've been thinking, why do I need to have that qualifier to give myself a break? You know, like I had trouble reading the schedule. It's like, yeah, I had trouble reading the schedule. It's okay. I can catch up and I don't need to be hard on myself for no reason because that won't help in any way. I love that. Can I tell you my secret? My secret is that the COVID, like give yourself a break. It's a global pandemic stuff that I do is going to head people in exactly the direction that you just said. Cause I think we often just need a reason to give ourselves a break and COVID is a good enough reason. And it's the most obvious one, right? Like I've been saying for a year and a half now, just blame COVID. Like, is your kid struggling and having trouble getting things done? Don't be mad at your kid. Don't blame them. Blame COVID. Like, it's because of COVID. And now let's meet our kids where they are so we can move forward and do things more effectively. But the same is true for ourselves. We should meet ourselves where we are, which is not the conference. But, th but thank you for, for setting me up for that. That's awesome. Did you have any other thoughts? No, mine, I looked at my notes. And I'm like, these are a mess. Just like little things here and there good one though is uh don't let your calendar become a to-do list or don't let your calendar become a wish list mm -hmm. you're using it for your to-dos awesome. i just was like yeah because then you don't trust your calendar where'd that come from uh that was yo that, that was john that was i know john. it came up in your session john didn't it yeah not I mean going from wish lists so to um calendars all right Awesome. It's everything coming full circle. Synchronicity. All right. Um, so I'm going to move on. Will, you're good. Cool. So next up is Carolyn Parcells. Don't forget to introduce yourself, even though I use your name. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm Dr. Carolyn Lynch Parcells. I'm a board certified pediatrician uh, practicing adolescent medicine here in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm also uh, someone who has ADHD and a learning disability. So that's kind of why I do what I do and also why I come to this conference. Because the, the first time I came to the conference, which was, I think, 2018, when I was still in person, of course, that was, I always tell folks that was three of the most soul-affirming days of my life. Because I came, I came mainly as a professional, but then also, of course, as someone with ADHD a little bit. But I'd never been to a conference like this where it's like, it's for professionals of all kinds, as well as pretty much any human who has ADHD or loves somebody with ADHD or works with anybody with ADHD, which really should be everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was, it was so amazing to be in that community 
and swing dancing with people through the hallways, Brenda. And, um, and, and oh, by the way, be able to be truly, completely, authentically myself and still be respected as a physician. Mm-hmm. That was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing. And a lot of what I got from the conference that year was stuff for myself as just an adult with ADHD that then I was like, okay, well, that in turn is going to help me to be a better physician, a better mom, which will also in turn help me to pass these things on to my patients kind of thing. Right. So fast forward to this conference and, um, I've been on the planning committee for the last two years because the conference was supposed to be in Dallas, which is my area, right. Uh, in 2020. And of course, we had to go virtual that year and then virtual again this year. And uh, going to put a slight plug in here. We are supposed to be in Dallas, hopefully, fingers crossed, next year in person. Um, hopefully, 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 fingers crossed. Um, and so for this conference, I think kind of what's been on my mind is, um, and again, some of its takeaways from sessions, um, but really, it, I just miss being in person. And I think we've done, I think we've done a really good job with the online format and we've done a great job trying to connect with each other and all of that. Like it's no, no shade on, on the current conference or anything. It's just, I just miss being with everybody. And I also, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of sensing that from everybody else too, right? We're all just getting tired of the, of the, the not being togetherness, um, And I'm still getting a lot out of it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm loving just this, right? Connecting with you guys in this format is great. It's, um, and I've learned, I went to a wonderful mindfulness talk and our keynotes have been great. Like I'm definitely still getting stuff out of it, but, but that's kind of been the overwhelming thing for me is just, I just, I miss people. I miss humans, you know? Um, and so, you know, like I said, fingers crossed, we actually get to be back together again next year. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I I know the nature of what I do is wicked lonely, right? Like, like as as a coach, I work out of my basement. Like I, I'm meeting with people over the internet out of my basement. I don't spend a lot of time seeing people. So in general, kind of lonely, but also like no one understands what the hell I do. And I'm sure I'm not the only ADHD coach on this call right now who has that particular experience that feels unique to me, but isn't like nobody understands what I do. And so I can't sit back and talk about like, oh, I'm doing this, this and this and like, cool and have anyone really get it. They either think it's a bigger deal than it is because I'm like, you have a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, which I guess that's exciting. I don't know. I do it every day. It seems like a, it's kind of a piece of my mundane life now, or they're like, okay, that you talk to people over the internet. Fine. Like, so I can't wait to get together too. And just to be able to be weird and to like, yes. And run around for three days. You ain't using the word neurotypical as an insult. Right. (laughs) That was so awesome. Or even just like, like when you and I met in 2018, we met in the last workshop of the last day. Yes. And we're like best friends yes. <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yes. And then the next year we were literally, I'm uh-huh. not kidding guys. We were literally dancing down the hallways. Right. It and that, 
that's not a thing that happens to me in other areas of my life. For me. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, I feel like I'm in these professional situations where I have to like tone myself down. Yeah. Right. And instead I had people like, I still remember I, you know, and I have a tendency to whisper and, you know, whatever. And and I usually get these like nasty looks. Right. And, and at this conference I had, and I'm not encouraging people to interrupt, you know, programs when they're happening or anything, but instead I'd have people come out and be like, Oh, you know, loved your question, loved your energy. I kept hearing that all, all I'm like, what, what you mean this thing I have to tamp down in other situations, jazz hands. All right. So Kate, you're up. I love these people. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I finally got on because despite being on the conference committee, I had serious technical difficulties yesterday. So I'm going to have to go back and watch yesterday's experience. So this morning was far less stressful. Um, And I was determined this year not to repeat last year. So last year, you know, I spoke but I, and I went to very few um, talks mainly because I was so zoomed out that the idea of sitting in front of a Zoom screen all day long made me wanna throw up. And so this morning while Carolyn McGuire was giving her talk, I popped it on my phone, pulled up my browser and was like, okay, I hope I have enough you know, reception where I'm walking because that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna walk while I listen to Caroline talk this morning. And it was so nice because normally I'll walk and listen to your podcast, Brendan, or to somebody else's podcast or whatever. It's like my jam. I listen while I walk. Um, And uh, what I did find user errors, you know, I kept for whatever reason, kicking myself out of the session. So I had to keep going back in. I couldn't put it in my pocket. I couldn't put it in like my, uh, in the little side pocket on my you know, exercise pants. I was like, oh, forget it. So my hands were freezing by the time I was done because it was, you know, 40 degrees in Charlottesville. Um, but the morsels that I took away from Carolyn's, uh, or the, from the, the morning keynote were actually, it like brought me right back to my own childhood because I was a military brat. And she kept talking about reading the room and having to make friends and how it's a learned skill and it's not easy for everyone. And I'm thinking, well, I honed that puppy when I was in elementary school um, because I had to. Every three years, I was the new girl somewhere in a new town with new people and girls are mean. So it's hard to be the new girl every three years. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of developed those skills for better or for worse. And I'm still not comfortable going to some fake massive event, which is not what this event is. So I am like everybody else. I am missing people. I'm missing being in person. I'm missing giving all of you hugs. Um, I, like, you know, when Sharon and I spoke this afternoon, we chatted on the phone afterwards and I was like, I just want to give you a hug and I can't, <laughs> um, you know, I want to sit down and drink a, you know, have a beverage with you. And, um, you know, we kind of joked that maybe I should hop on a plane and go up to Massachusetts and have a slumber party at her house. If you do, um, you have to tell me. Okay. I will. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an hour away. And so is Molly's well, an hour and a half. So she would love that. Um, Be there. Yeah, yeah. She would love that. I sat in on a session today that was dissecting the diagnosis, why accommodations in free ADHD fail. Um, and I wasn't quite sure what I was walking into. Um, but I think what I walked away with 
was um, just a different perspective in terms of how and why we should utilize different accommodations or think about how we're using them and how we are or are not setting our kids up for success later. Because that's one of the things I work with my kids on when I'm coaching is we've got to build those, you know, those skills or those scaffolding to set you up for your ability to function on your own as you start to adult. And one of the things that, um, that they mentioned in their talk was that, you know, if the accommodation is not applicable in the real world, such as like extra time on tests, because most bosses aren't going to give you extra time to do your report or turn in your expenses or whatever. Um, then you must think more on the line along the lines of a remediation and figure out how that translates into the grown up world, um, which I, I think is an interesting, it was just a different, different take or a different perspective, um, which is something I want to chew on now. Um, and I loved John's talk. Um, it was fun. It was, I loved hearing some of the equations, like, the motivation equation come back into play. Um, and he had a great person in his session that was like, Hey, can you say that again? Cause I'm a visual engineering kind of guy and I need to like visualize what the equation looks like. Um, and I was like, Oh, we need a whiteboard. <laughs> um, but I just really, I, I mean, I think I love seeing all the comments. Um, it was, you can tell everybody really is just craving connection. There were a lot of connections being made in all the chats that I popped into and yes, there were technical bumps and yes, we're probably all sick of technical bumps. Um, but I think we've also learned to just kind of roll with it, you know? So when people start saying, I can't find the handouts, where are the handouts? I'm like, they were there 30 minutes ago. We'll figure it out and let you know later. Um, because what else are we going to do? which is a skill we tr try and, you know, just, you know, have our, our own clients practice as coaches. You know, you've got you to be able to roll with some of the stuff that's out of your control because you can't do anything about it in that moment. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely craving, I'm craving being close to humans and not having to have celebratory beverages over a Zoom call. <laughs> I'm with you, yeah. Did you introduce yourself? Oh, remember. no. See, you know what? See, I skipped right over that part. Thanks for that. Um, so Kate Barrett and I own Coaching Seville, which is an ADHD coaching organization in Charlottesville, Virginia. So I am East Coast US. Um, and I spoke today and then I have an, uh, a non-session activity um, tomorrow on exercise. So... Yeah, you guys are all making me twitch. I need, I didn't even pitch this year. I didn't pitch because everything was due on in March, and like I just hit the COVID wall in March and was like, I can't, I don't care, I'm not doing it. And now I'm like, I should have pitched. Ah! But so I'll just have to. I, I think like, if I didn't have a partner, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have pitched either because um, you know when my mom passed away in March, my brain just shut down for like three months. So, um, but yeah, this was nice to that. look forward to this. So. You know, 2021, I am looking forward to 2022. I keep saying every year it's got to be better. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, John. All right. And don't forget so to introduce yourself. Jonathan Hassel, um, but also known as John. And I, I'm based in Australia, but I, I coach people with ADHD and executive function challenges all over the world. Um, and, and I presented this morning, which is why I'm a little bit dazed at the moment. Um, and it's interesting here you all talk about that missing connection, 
um, uh, obviously we're in a different time zone here. So not only <laughs> either I watch it at 3 a.m. or and it's live and and, you know, hey, with ADHD, I can accommodate that. But then I can't accommodate the next day where I've got six clients I've got to see. Right. So um, so uh, I got up for Monica's talk uh, yesterday morning. Monica Hassel, who is my wonderful partner, did a fantastic talk called um, You're in a Pharmacy which um, I'm so proud of her. It was an amazing talk. Um, really pulled together some great ideas. Um, but it was like at three o'clock in the morning, so we got up and watched it. And the next day I was, like yesterday for me, which was your Friday, uh, my Friday, but your like Thursday when you were asleep, I was grumpy all day. And I thought, you know, I'm shitty about, sorry, shouldn't say that. I was grumpy all day because um, I thought, oh, it's the, I'm tired. You know, I got up in the middle of the night, we did that thing, I didn't get enough sleep. It was only um, hearing you guys talk that I almost teared up because I realized I was grumpy because I didn't get my hugs. I didn't get my connection. I didn't, I was there. It was like I was mentally there, but but I wasn't physically there. And you know what you said, Carolyn, about that first time. I mean, our first visit, I think, was 2015 at uh, New Orleans. And I remember riding that escalator. It's so firmed in my memory. And I, and I tell this to every client I have about finding community. I rode that escalator up and um, I think before I even saw anyone I knew, I saw the wall of ADHD. <laughs> Not the wall of awful, Brendan, but the wall of wonderful. <laughs> and, um, and, and it was like, yeah, these are my people. I can, I can work with this crowd. Right? And, and then, you know, then seeing some of you who I already knew and every time I come, I make a new friend. And, um, and, and, and like you said, Brendan, it's like suddenly they're my best friend in the world and we've got everything in common. And it's, and it's just that wonderful experience of freedom. And, and I was grumpy because I was missing it. Um, I was, I, I felt deprived and um, I haven't felt deprived like that since last year this time. Um, because like you said, Brendan, I, I see a lot of people, I, I coach people all over the world and, and I, so I'm in UK, I'm in the US, I'm in Australia, but it's all in here. It's, it's not here. Right. Um, and, um, so yeah, so that was, that was a big takeaway for me. So, uh, so we're watching everything as recordings. So, um, mostly, um, and, um, except for Monica's cause sort of obligated to turn up for that one. Um, but it was good. It was still good. <laughs> It was awesome. That was my reflection from yesterday was Monica's yeah. workshop. So, yeah. So, well, I won't plug her again, but we last night, Monica and I, Monica, see, yeah, the other thing, great thing is I do have my own little ADHD community here because I live with Monica. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's my, my best buddy in the world and she's my ADHD buddy. And, and it, I'm so blessed to have a partner that I say, hey, on a Friday night, let's crack a bottle of wine and some crackers and let's watch um, uh, Melissa and Ari talk about relationships with ADHD. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> so we sat down and did it. And then, you know, usually one of us nerds out and says, no, but I want to listen to all the question time. So, um, but, um, so we watched that last night. That was a great presentation. You know, two masters in their field doing their jam is wonderful to watch. Um, and some great discussion afterwards. Um, so that that was really wonderful. And I think, you know, the big takeaways in there were, you know, that, and, and I don't know, Kate and I spoke on couples a couple of years ago at the conference. And, um, um, you know, th that takeaway, remember, Kate, we talked about the delineation of responsibility. So who's who's owning the leadership in this? Who's the collaborator? Are we collaborators? And, and who's the yeah, support? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and 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 I thought I thought Kate, we could have just snuck that into their presentation, and and it would have. But it was speaking to the same stuff. It was about how do you set boundaries and own own your your stuff, but respect the other person's stuff. And I, that was really great. Um, and um, yeah, again, seeing the community and and the, the my next. I'm going to watch Kate's recording after this. Monica and I, Monica's got breakfast lined up. I'm going to have breakfast with Kate. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but um, I did our presentation this morning and it was interesting. Um, I, I've been working with a psychologist here, Madeline. Actually, it was with two psychologists, but one had to bow out due to COVID reasons. Um, and so we've been working on various sort of little things over the years and it just keeps morphing because I've got ADHD, I think. Um, but um, we ended up on um, a book um, during COVID and um, we ended up on procrastination as being our focus and really wanted to pull that apart and you know we both both very busy clinically with ADHD so we, we lots of time to workshop in in practice and um, so we've written this book and it's hopefully going to be out next week it's called Decoding Doing but we we thought well yeah let's put that in for a talk because that seems like a good talk everyone struggles with procrastination in our world um, and, you know, we, we recorded it and because we've been talking about it for a year and a half, <laughs> the recording was really quick. <laughs> like we recorded it and we're like, let's just check the time on that. And normally, you guys know me, my recordings go way over the time, always. I mean, that can't thanks for Thank God I presented <laughs> with Kate that time because Kate was the one that kept us. No, no, no John, shut up. <laughs> so, um, but, um, but, but, so, so it was 30 minutes. And we're both looking at it going, oh, my God, we've got an hour and 15. Like, that's no good. And, and then I thought about it and I thought, no, I always run over time. I never get the quality time, which is the conversation at the end, the questions, the feedback, the, all that sort of stuff. I mean, the only thing that would make it better is if it was actually live that they jumped on and had a conversation. Um, then the problem might be we'd never get each other off the conversation to move to the next question. But but um, so we, we consciously said, let's not change it. Let's leave it. And today we were on there for an hour of question time. We went over time and um, <clears throat> I, I loved it. It was that that for me was what made it worthwhile doing the talk. So um, so thank you. Anyone who was out there who attended my session. You all know. were fantastic in your question and oh. answer session. You were. And, I was on there, too. Brendan had to text me and say, hey, Lolly, are you coming <laughs> over to this Zoom? <laughs> yeah, and let's let's you. do that. Let's let's head over to you, Lolly. Um, go, okay, go I just want to note, I went last this time, year, so I don't get to have to go last next year. Next year, that's fair. I'll go last this year. Okay. Well, no, no, but you don't get to. No, you don't get to. Get <laughs> okay, last you're credit. last. Fine. <laughs> so, I will say, as everyone has said, I can't wait to squish you all. Um, it's it is it's life changing. I say this to some of my clients. It sounds so cliche. And I remember for years before I ever went to my first ADHD conference, all these testimonial posts. Oh, it changed my life. Oh. Going to my first ADHD conference changed my life. Two of the people who even had more of a role in changing my life. Three. Um, yes, you should become a coach. I'm Lolly Weeks. Um, I own Fast Brain Coaching. I'm in the Boston area, but I coach likewise ADHD and executive function to clients all over the globe. Um, and I wouldn't be doing this work that I love. I love my clients. They're inspiring. I just, it's so wonderful. 
And I wouldn't be doing this work if I hadn't gone to that conference and gotten to know these people who finally said, yes, you can do this, do it. Um, and so I really do like come even next year, we'll have a hybrid model, you know, get the hybrid ticket. If you can't come to Dallas, um, if you've got ADHD, it is, or you're living with ADHD, it is changing. Uh, you have a tribe of people who just get it. Um, so let's see. So I am officially going to have an eight. I have decided I took my calendar of what I was interested in, in the agenda. And I said, okay, this is what I'm going to attend. And then connecting with pals and friends. Okay. And now I have my watch party list for Sunday and I'm going to sit down and those ones that I'm like, okay, I absolutely want to watch these. And then I have the, okay, I'm going to try to watch these. And then the yeah, I'm probably never going to watch them, but I'll have them on the list because they're worthy. <laughs> um, so that's my goal is Sunday to kind of debrief my notes and watch those ones that I really, really wanted to watch. Um, my desktop on my computer right now is a disaster between screenshots and sticky notes. So I'm going to need time to uh, go go through that. Um I made notes while everybody else was talking. So I have some idea of what to talk. I really have appreciated um, the sessions on gifted and ADHD. That's a community that um, I belong to and I work with a great deal. I love working with that population, but it's a population that has some unique challenges. Um, and I really love that hearing more discussion about that. Got an episode of that coming up on the pod, just so you know. Pardon? I've got an episode on that coming up on the pod in the next it, few weeks. And and I'll say I really love, um, and it hasn't touched on it, so I've been kind of brainstorming. Hyperactive ADHD girls that are gifted. Carolyn? Hi, Carolyn. We'll do one <laughs> together. You do one together? Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Kate, you know, girls are mean. I went to an all-girls school. They're horribly mean. Ugh. Middle school and girls being, are the worst. Being bright, hyperactive girl, it's not an easy life. Anyway, no. I'm so glad that they're addressing some of those unique features. Um, uh, what else did I write here? Let's see. Oh, okay. So my theme for next year's conference is touch, 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 touch me. Um, only because we all want to hug each other. Um, Brittany is angry okay, with me because I brought that up and now she's got that song stuck in her head. Um, hi, Brittany. Um, and let's see. Uh, what else did I write down? Oh, one of the things that annoys me and I want to watch that accommodations uh, that's on my Sunday watch list, Kate, is that I, I feel like accommodations are a menu. It's like, okay, here's the stock menu, extra time on testing, preferential seating. And it's like, are these relevant to this person? Mm -hmm. And I'm always pushing that we need to address what would be helpful for this particular student. Preferential seating is not necessarily next to the teacher. It might be in the back of the room where they can wiggle and not distract the class. 
Um, if they're noise sensitive and they're sitting in the front row, what's going to happen every time somebody drops a pencil? So I'm really looking forward to watching that on Sunday. I got a, I got a um, preferential seating story. Ready? I had a kid. Yeah. In hindsight, he totally had ADHD. But when I was teaching, I didn't know enough about ADHD to realize that. Day one, I'm like, oh, I know this kid. I know how he works. This kid needs an audience, right? He came into my room, sat himself in the back corner. That's where he sat himself, right? And then I'm doing the seating chart and I leave him there. And he's like, Mr. Mahan. I'm like, what's up? He's like, you're supposed to put me in the front of the room. And I'm like, why? He's like, they always put me in the front of the room. I need preferential seating. I'm supposed to be in the front of the room. I was like, no, no, no. You need an audience. He was like, huh? Like, here's the deal. I promise I will call on you every single class and the whole class will turn around and look at you while you say and do whatever it is that you need to say and do. And in exchange, just be cool. And he was like, okay. And I didn't have a problem with him all year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that you're good at out. what you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I had a client who was noise sensitive. So sitting in the front of the row, every time something dropped or somebody sniffled, what's going on behind yep. me? Which advertised to the entire class, anybody who was looking for a distraction, I'm available. Yeah. Or Put something's going on. <laughs> Put them back in the back of the room they can glance up and come back to their work yep. but um yeah it's it's so important to have that collaborative approach with students in terms of what what's what's annoying you in the classroom how can we address that um i love the fact that john is fixated on decoding stuff <laughs> what does that um, mean and I have a, a little something on the back burner that has been decode, trying to decode something else. So I was laughing. And I'm, I'm still my, using that every day, Lolly. Pardon? Oh, I, I use it all the time. Every day, yeah. We need to get back on that. And I love the fact that in the middle of Monica's session, she had to say, just one moment, and turn to John and say, will you tell them to stop texting? Oh, didn't she mute that? <laughs> because we were all texting, Mon's doing great. Ooh, that's good. And Monica, Monica, you know what? It's on Monica. She forgot to silence her phone. Exactly. You know? well, I'm the one yeah. me to do about it. <laughs> that's awesome. I just that I was laughing hysterically because I was like, oh, that was my text or Kate's or something. Anyway, I can't wait to see everybody. Um, if you can get to Dallas in person, come. Be in a space where you go, oh, I can just be me. And if you can't, there's still amazing connections mm -hmm. being made in that chat box. We've got a whole meetup group, Brendan, that's developed in one chat box because all of a sudden all these people were like, I'm in Massachusetts. I'm in Massachusetts. I was oh, like, wait a know. minute. <laughs> let me know. Brendan and hey. I were like, we thought we were only the, you know, there were only one or two of us and Sharon yeah. way up, you know. And all of a sudden, so there's lots of connection that can still be made, yeah, even if you log in virtually. I, I'll, I'll keep I'll you. In. I'm going to be flying 14 hours to get there. So, yeah. yep. Yay. So I, do whatever you can. I thought you guys weren't coming. I was really bummed when Monica said that. Oh, what? Really Wait a minute. Monica said ready. you're not coming? Because it's well, Pierce's yeah, yeah, graduation. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Leave it with me. <laughs> um. Leave so, with me. Hmm. so I'll, I'm going to circle. I'm going to circle up, up on my stuff real quick. Um, I, I 
life didn't end for me this this year right this this go around it one of the things that's great about the conference being in person is that i fly away from home and am doing stuff away from home because as my podcast listeners are probably would assume and certainly won't be surprised home takes priority for me like it just family wins so uh yesterday i already mentioned i was doing podcast interviews and clients because job one and today I went to see my dad because my dad is not healthy and he's healthier than he was like three months ago, but that doesn't make him healthy. Exactly. Um, so every Friday is devoted to my dad and conference be damned. I mean, if I was in Dallas, that's different, but I'm not right. So I listened to Caroline McGuire's keynote while I drove down the mass pike in 495 in Massachusetts with my laptop literally open in the passenger seat anchored by sweatshirts and an empty box to keep the screen safe. And I just listened to the keynote and every now and then I pulled over off the highway and took some notes and then I'd get back on the highway and keep driving. Cause I knew I had to have something to say for this God, for this podcast. Um, and what, what I, what I liked about, about what she talked about, the, the thing that really jumped out at me the most, I won't say everything. I just mentioned one is she talked about the social spy. Right. Which is just the idea of being observant, really. It's the idea of like watching people and figuring out what are they doing and who are they and how are they relating to each other and that kind of stuff. And this is something I was planning to do with my boys because they're they're trying to figure out social stuff and they want to be leaders really, really badly. But they're small. Right. Like they're short, like I am. Um, And they haven't learned that you can be a leader, even if you're short. And I keep telling them to watch what I do. Um, But they're still figuring it out. And I was really looking forward to taking them like to the mall and saying, let's observe that group of teenagers over there interacting and see kind of who do you think is the leader of that group? And who do you think is the one that doesn't feel like they're included and all that kind of stuff. And then COVID hit. And so that idea like died on the vine for me because we were just getting to the point where we could. And I honestly forgot about it in the chaos of everything that's gone on in the last year and a half, but now it's back. And like, we can kind of go to the mall again. I'm not going to do it every day, but every now and then with masks on, I feel like it's okay. Um, So I think that's the thing I want to play with, with my boys so that when they go to school, they can do the same thing. Cause the homeschooling stuff that I did last year means that they're still rebuilding some social networks in school. Cause I pulled them out from those social networks and then plugged them back in. Uh, So I think that'll help. I think it was just really a great concept that I really enjoyed. Um, and then, and then since we are coming, bringing this in for a landing and I'm just being mindful of time, I guess I am, it's always my job to do the ending essential when we do these rough cuts and I, I, it couldn't be more obvious, right? Like it's that we're all missing each other and, and, and not, not just each other. I don't think, I think we're all missing people in general. It's just, we're not seeing enough uh, socially. And, and I'm sure that's true for my listeners. So I want to encourage folks to reach out, contact people you can, go see people in person as appropriate and and where you're comfortable with that. And something I keep saying about COVID that I don't think I've actually said on this podcast yet is one of the thing, and, and we are uniquely inoculated against this because we see each other infrequently anyway as an ADHD community. And that that inoculates against us against this. But for those of you who have friends that you saw regularly, prior to COVID that you suddenly feel not comfortable contacting them anymore. And you're suddenly feeling like 
maybe they don't like you and maybe there's some tension there and you're not sure why and you're feeling that rejection sensitivity stuff peaking or, or sneaking its head a little bit up. Here's what happened. An artificial thing caused you to not see those people. And your rejection sensitivity, your concerns about them not liking you anymore or being mad at you is just wrong. And they might be having the same feeling. And it's because typically the reason we don't see people for a while that we used to see regularly is because we had a fight. But if you didn't have a fight with those people, it's just your brain trying to explain why they're not around and your brain is wrong. So send a text, give a call, knock on their door, whatever's appropriate. They're not mad at you. They probably think you're mad at them for the same reason. So let that stew around as an ending essential. Hope it helps you reach out to someone that you might otherwise not reach out to. And with that, have a good day. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com. And visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.